Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Oh my god, you guys. Into the Spider-Verse. Mwah, mwah, mwah. We're going to talk about that. We're going to give uh, you a spoiler-free review and a spoiler-filled review. We're going to talk about some news that maybe the Defenders do have a chance of coming to Disney+, Plus, according to one Disney executive. Who knows? Plus, what movie could be filming a World War One scene in the Marvel Universe? Let's talk about that and Spider-Verse today on Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Zach. Zach. It's fine, I'll just do the show by myself. Hey guys. Oh my gosh, she's really in it. Zach, oh my god, oh, I was what? gonna throw what? my laptop oh, at okay. you. Okay, oh, sorry, sorry, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was sorry. I was listening to the end of the Spider Verse soundtrack, which I have done at least six times this week. Same. Uh, so good. Hey guys, welcome back to Marvel Movie News, coming to you live from a version of Manhattan. I like that. <laughs> a yeah. version. Uh, this is Universe BC three one hundred Alpha. Shut up, Siri. Oh, Siri. (laughs) (laughs) In this universe, Siri works off of that random string of numbers. Interesting. Uh, (laughs) I feel like that means something to her. That's kind of scary. (laughs) Uh, If you can, hey, guys, if you're enjoying the show, subscribe to us on iTunes. Find us on YouTube.com slash The Popcorn Talk or YouTube.com slash Popcorn Talk Network. Follow us at The Popcorn Talk or at Marvel News PTN. If you tweet a link to the show, you can get a retweet from the Popcorn Talk or from that that would be from Aunt Anthony in the booth. What's up, everybody? We have a great show for you today. I know that was a little loud. Sorry about that. But my God, the Spider-Verse was pretty loud, too. Oh, God, and it was great. It. A great kind of loud <laughs> for oh, my eye holes. It was so good. And tweeting from at Marvel News PTN is Colt Badeau in the Star Jammer. <sighs> who am I? I'm Zach Wilson. Who are you? Uh, who is my fantastic co-host? It's Amy Cassandra Martinez. Hi, guys. I am also in the chat. So chime in because there's we're going to be talking, obviously, a lot about Spider-Verse, but everything else, too, that happened in this week. Yes. In, like, Marvel uh, stuff. A bunch of news to, to talk about. Not, not a huge news week, but some interesting stories mm-hmm. to, to discuss. Um, and then stick around. We're going to do it at the back of the show. We're going to first do a spoiler-free review of Into the Spider-Verse in case you guys haven't seen it. And then we're going to throw up our arms, tur- change the lights, and go into spoiler mode to give you our true just, like, unabashed fan boy and girl reactions mm. i'm gonna be fangirling personally me too uh, <laughs> it's the best kind of fanny uh, yes it is <laughs> um uh and then we're just gonna we're gonna get as much as we can into it and then i think when we come back and we'll make this announcement now and we'll remind you guys at the end of the show mm-hmm. um i think we're gonna be dark for the next two weeks due mm-hmm. to vacation time and traveling and all that um, but then we will be back for the show on january 10th after the new year, uh, and boy, howdy, are we going to get even deeper into Spider-Verse when we do well, that. And when we do come back, we'll be so freaking close to Captain Marvel. Oh, we'll oh. be two months out, mm-hmm. uh, and then three months until Endgame. Uh, but speaking of Endgame, mm-hmm. let's transition into our first topic yeah. of the of the day, the night. Who knows what time it is in this universe? Mm-hmm. Um, so... This is it hasn't hit yet, but details about the Endgame IMAX trailer have started to come out as people have seen it, and I guess in, as like movie theaters are testing and the files mm-hmm. and stuff. And apparently, the aspect there's no new footage in it, yeah. But the change in aspect ratio for the IMAX screens has revealed some answers to questions that people had in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I guess that little bit more you see at the top of frame has confirmed that it is definitely Tony Stark that Nebula puts her hand on. 
uh, there was a question mm-hmm. we talked about it last week, and like, I don't think we had any doubt that it was Tony Stark. Yeah, but a I, lot I of... know. <laughs> well, didn't I make it sound like, well, what if that person isn't alive? Which we still, I mean, we don't know. Well, apparently in this, we do well, know. It's it's Tony. Is he fully alive, though? Uh, I haven't seen it, See, but the reports I mean. say that it is Tony. But it could be Tony, but he could be dead. Oh, no. Don't, I, I don't, don't you put that juju on him. I don't know. You just never know. If, if we prepare you guys for the worst, and we watch it, and we're like, hey, guys, look, everyone's fine. Ah. <laughs> then it'll be great, you know? Um, but to, and, the, and apparently also in that show, you can clearly see that it's the Benatar. It's not a yeah. different ship. Um, yeah. Apparently there was a theory. I didn't even know about this one until I, I was reading about this trailer. There's a theory that, that like there's a huge time jump because of Natasha's hair. Yeah, okay, like I heard that too. Like a ponytail changed. Apparently cleared up in this trailer <laughs> once people saw it on a bigger screen. Um, and then we're going to get to see some more of, of uh, Farmer Boy Thanos's uh, outfit. Yeah, which I would I would like to see. I'm curious. I and like I, once we can see it on the big screen, we could probably confirm that that it, the Infinity Gauntlet is crushed to his hand yeah. and not going anywhere. It's fused to Thanos. Mm-hmm. What he always wanted. I know. Um. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's, That's it on it. that one. Do you have any other thoughts on those <laughs> revelations? Well, have you seen the trailer since we last talked about it? Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I physically cannot. Um. So I'm just curious if you guys in the chat want to chime in. How many times have you seen the Endgame trailer? Because it's still emotionally too much. <laughs> uh, Gamer Girl said, "Don't do that to us, Amy. I don't think Tony is dying, but I don't think he's dying that early." I oh you do think he's dying, but you don't think he's dying that early in the movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think he has to get. Regardless, he has to get back to Earth. I do. I, so I'll let this prediction out. Uh-huh. I think that Tony is going to survive this okay. movie. Uh, Cap. I there's no way Captain America makes that movie alive. Okay, um, I think they're both gone. I I think <laughs> partially partially it's based on like what I've what I think the actors want to do. And I think that Tony Stark, I think that Robert Downey Jr., I don't think he's going to do another Iron Man movie, Mm -hmm. but I think that he would be totally on board with doing what he did in Spider-Man again Mm -hmm. a few times. So I think a Tony Stark as like this like kind of guy who just like Nick Fury-esque, like where he just pops up in things here and there, I could see him doing that. Uh, Chris Evans seems like he's done with the role. And also, I don't know that you have much more. That's the other thing. I think that Tony Stark as the trainer of, like, where he, like, doing something like the Avengers Initiative Mm -hmm. um, in the comics, where it's forming different teams that can plan for all these different events, whatever comes up. Mm -hmm. That's something I could see Tony Stark doing. I don't know where else you have to you have to go with the MCU version of Captain America. I think the most the the most interesting storyline for Cap is for him to die, and then it becomes how do you replace his mantle? It's more about Bucky and uh, and Sam and how they are reacting and how they have to both step in to fill his shoes in Captain's America on Zone Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, some take people... that title, Disney. <laughs> there you go. We gave it to you. Well, no, Zach gave it to you. Um, yeah. Okay. So people are are stressing. Um, Ivan Soto says Stark cannot die Steve better live uh, he also said we need to see Tony and Pepper with their baby uh, DeAndre Sanders says watch oh that he watched the trailer about five times Gamer Girl says I'm on the opposite end I think Cap's surviving Chris Evans said he'd be open to return as Cap um, he said that because he was way too open about like yeah I'm done with this role and they're like dude you can't talk dude, yeah. you gotta like let people think that you're gonna survive see people want Cap to become president oh no okay so CGM show says make Cap president or the new head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Zeno Hour says Tony Stark becomes president Cap retires so we have the complete opposite ah interesting so we'll have there's precedent for both uh, like uh there is to- precedent for Tony running for president and like taking on a major political role. I would be interested to see that, or at least being Secretary of State, I think, or was he Secretary of Defense? Whatever. Defense sounds cool. Um, I feel like that. either way. Yeah. Uh, moving on in news, mm-hmm. um, this was like a little like leak from an Italian website, like an Italian blog uh, called Bad Taste, who claims that Marvel is scouting and is set to do to to film a scene in the a region in Italy called Raconigi 
I'm sorry, I don't know how to. If if I tried to do an Italian accent Ra- to pronounce it, it would not go well. No, Raconigi, Raconigi, Raconigi. Um, I'm sorry. I apologize to any Italians who might have heard that. Um, but the bigger part of that rumor is that apparently the they're filming in that that region because it's going to be set during World War One. And that's an interesting time period to do. Obviously, Wonder Woman just tackled World War One in a big yeah. way. Um, but it's also a question of what movie on the slate could possibly be set in that era. Mm-hmm. Um, the main theories that I've seen are Black Widow doing a flashback scene. Because Black Widow is not going to be, a, as far as I know, a flashback. It's not going to be set in the past entirely, mm-hmm. at least. It's going to pick up with... Natasha in post uh, Endgame, mm-hmm. but you could always, but you could go back to the formation of the Soviet Union and like the all the programs and spy agencies that formed that that ended up causing her to go through what she had to go through. The Red Room. Yeah, and I mean the timing works. Like even for the film coming out, you know they would be filming that now. Yeah, it, they would be. They're in early production. Like supposedly they're going to be filming next year. Mm-hmm. Um, as early as early, well, as early as I think late 2019 or more likely 2020. But scouting makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows? Because we don't know what the slate looks like beyond Spider Man. I know. I'm scared. But other, I'm excited. Other theories uh, include the Eternals. Uh, the Eternals are mm-hmm. eternal. Um, they've they've existed on Earth for millions of years. So having scenes set in World War One makes mm-hmm. total sense. That's what Zeno Hour is thinking too. Yeah it it adds up, uh, and it could just be a quick thing in a battle. Like you could have any of those characters who have like been living amongst humans and just like fighting in that war. Mm-hmm. Fighting in a series of wars. Like, you could have them, like, in wars throughout history, which could be a really cool sequence. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Um, the other theories I had are Doctor Strange. Um, if he gets, assuming he gets the Eye, Eye of Agamotto, the Time Stone, back. Yeah. Um, time travel is always in play with him. Just looking into the past. Who knows? Um, who would you want it to be the most? Who would I, well, how would I want? Like, like, which movie would you want it to be? I think Eternals is the most interesting version. Like, the mm-hmm. flashback for Black Widow, that would be fine. But yeah. it, that's like, it, 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 yeah, cool. Um, but it has the most potential to affect an Eternals movie because it says so much about like how much we're going to see of the past. Mm-hmm. Um, if my crazy, wild swing of a theory that Kang shows up in Endgame, mm-hmm. who knows what kind of time travel shenanigans we could be getting into post-Endgame. End, post end, end yeah, I want to hear everyone's theories, too, because obviously, like, this isn't official. Like, we don't know where it's going to be. And, I mean, I don't know. I'm Kang sure. the Conqueror. Okay, you heard it here first. <laughs> Kang's getting his own movie for some reason. He's not getting his own movie. Silver you Surfer, though. You heard it though. here first. No, I'm just Silver kidding. Surfer, though. Mm-hmm. I can see that one because, well, he's he'd have to show up heralding. Yeah. But I bring that up also because it transitions us into the next topic. Okay. Um, Adam McKay. Yes. Uh, I just pa- talked to him. That's awesome. Yeah, the Vice premiere. Well, he's been talking to a bunch of people, yeah. including the uh, Happy, Sad, Confused podcast, mm-hmm. where he said that he was approached by Kevin Feige about, in the past, about directing the Inhumans movie, back when it was a movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have so many questions as to what that looks like from Adam McKay. Uh, Or, and and then, I guess, probably more recently, he was approached about directing Guardians 3. That's the bigger news. Interesting. Oh, and the the Silver Surfer transition, he said he would be interested in doing a Silver Surfer movie. Hmm. This is more just like a casual, like, oh, that'd be cool to do that. Yeah. But. So Adam McKay has done The Big Short. Have you seen that one? The Big Short uh, with Steve Carell is uh-huh. a political drama. But like the, he's also directed Anchorman. Yes. And most recently Vice, which has been, you know, nominated for a bunch of like awards like Golden Globes. I yeah. think maybe even Critics' Choice Awards. And have you seen. Yeah. So have you seen Vice? I have not. Okay. But oh my gosh, that cast. Is it gonna? Is it yeah. gonna? Is it more serious or more like uh, in tone with the Big Short? I think it's gonna be a little bit more serious in the Big Short. Not okay. Um, yeah, a, Big Short was pretty serious. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, but there was like some comedic moments. In yeah, there. not yeah. Anchorman comedic moments. No, but no, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe closer to Big Short. The Big okay. Short. Yeah. I would be like Adam McKay's a choice for Guardians. That's it's not a bad idea. He's a, he has a great sense of comedy, and that's what Guardians needs. It's actually something um, I didn't even have it in the rundown, but it is something that I that I overheard. Apparently, the uh, I don't have her name in front of me. The woman that's directing Black Widow uh-huh. uh, uh, had mentioned somewhere that Disney executives were telling her or marvel executives were telling her you don't have to worry about the the action sequences for the movies um which some people interpreted to mean like oh you you don't want her to do the action sequences but apparently it was also said there were similar things said to like taika waititi oh kate shortland kate shortland mm-hmm. um and this is rumor i i like there's not this is not like mm-hmm. oh marvel is like saying she doesn't have to do the action sequence um, my understanding of it is that they they also said this like Taika Waititi who had not done big budget action things mm-hmm. and they're like we want you for what you can do with the character stuff yeah. and then the action stuff we have people that are super experienced with it to help guide that where you don't in, in case you don't need in case you're not sure what to do it's more of a yeah. like don't like feel free like you could take the job if that's the thing that like is worrying you about it that's interesting because i feel like as directors like you obviously i mean you have your strengths duh Mm -hmm. um but i think that that's part of the challenge where it's like how do you learn you probably like maybe co-direct with someone that does specialize in those kinds of you know action sequences well you have a good like fight court you have good fight choreographers visual effects storyboards and you have people on board who can and like in this, in the way that Marvel is much more run like a TV show than a than a traditional film, yeah, because you have people that carry over between movies and can bring, and you have Kevin Feige really show running the Marvel universe and like handing over. Okay, you take this episode, you take like here, Taika, take this Thor Ragnarok episode and do your thing, have fun mm-hmm. with it. But I also need you to make sure that it falls in line with everything else that we're doing because only Kevin Feige sees like the entire yeah. beautiful mind spreadsheet of like insanity. Yeah, I think also I mean just talking to him. So I was at the red carpet cuz I know there were some questions. So at the red carpet everyone was super excited for Vice. Um and so just to get to talk to him to see like everything that really goes on in his mind. Obviously, you know, like when you go to carpets, like you have to do your research and see, mm-hmm. you know, press junkets that have been done and everything and I feel like he brings the uh, the the resourcefulness, if that makes sense, like he would do his hardcore research to make sure that Guardians would be what it needs to be. Adam McKay, yeah, yeah. I, I, Big Short to me was a was a wonderful movie, and it also showcased that he can handle drama as well as he can handle comedy. And Anchorman is just like <laughs> it's a kind of movie where the more you watch it, the more you're like, this is really well written comedy. Like yeah. the first time I saw Anchorman, I think I didn't like it, and then the second time I saw it, I loved it over the top it was like a weird mo- and i've talked to other people who had the same thing with that yeah uh, it's a weird thing that anchorman falls into yeah but i think look it sucks that james gunn isn't going to be doing it he's doing suicide squad 2 now and that like suddenly it's i, I actually want to go see suicide squad 2 but if we can't have james gunn doing it somebody's gonna have to direct this movie if if Adam McKay is talking about it, he's probably not doing it. But I like that they're thinking of people like him. You don't think he's doing it? Why? Why would he? Say it? Because why not? Because well, he didn't even he didn't even say that like a certain movie. So he said, "Oh yeah, well, I would, you know, Guardians." But I would also like to do. He said that he was approached about doing Guardians three. That Kevin Feige asked him if he would if he was interested in doing it. Not that they offered it to him, but he, he was approached about it. He was, and he was also approached about Inhumans. Like I guess Kevin Feige saw way funnier Inhumans than what DV got. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's out of the question. It just yeah. If if they're looking at Adam McKay, who else are they looking at? Yeah, that's my bigger question. Yeah. Is like what? So guys, let us know in the comments. Like what? Uh, I don't want to spend too much more time on this because we have. Spider-Verse to talk mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. Um, but let us know who you think, uh, if if you're going to go straight up comedy like this, who could you see doing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Um, this one's more fun. 
Okay. Uh, There's a quick thing. Uh, The Men in Black trailer dropped mm-hmm. today and not a marvel movie per se even though comics like technically are owned by marvel or like marvel okay so it published was, under their yeah it's, it's yeah so men in black was originally published by Arcel comics and that was later bought out by malibu comics which was later bought out by marvel comics ta-da yeah marvel owns everything and now ah. disney owns it but <laughs> this is not even I, I this is not even a disney movie it's like it but Let's just take a look at this one moment mm-hmm. from the uh, Men in Black International trailer, which stars Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson teaming up again after Thor, uh, which is especially oh, relevant so when you watch this clip. Roll it, Anthony. <laughs> Let's take a look. Looks like the tables have turned. Picks up a hammer. Oh! <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Now yeah. you get why. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 Chris, Chris Hemsworth threw a hammer at somebody. And then the <laughs> fact that they're going to go that meta in it, the, the rest of the trailer looks fantastic. We don't need to, we don't have time to talk about Men in Black mm-hmm. on this podcast. But uh, I lo- as somebody who loves all three original Men in Black movies, this one looks, looks fan- this one looks phenomenal. Yeah. And I love that they're throwing some Thor hammers around. It's honestly, it's weird to see him hold such a small hammer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that should be bigger. I don't know. But, but yeah, I'm like, excited. I mean, look, if he can throw a hammer this size, and it looks way bigger compared to me than it does compared to Chris Hemsworth. This is probably the size of that hammer, actually. Actual size? When, yeah, like the one he threw in that trailer. Just like compared to me, I'm holding up a toy. For those yeah. listening to this, I'm holding up a toy Mjolnir. Um, this is probably the size of the hammer that Chris Hemsworth yeah, picked up. He's, he's a big dude, is yeah. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I am not. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited not because way. it is going to be comedic and we're going to see a little... Uh, even in the trailer, you could see a little bit of Thor Ragnarokiness. Yeah. Well, Hemsworth know? is just a brilliant comedy actor. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you didn't really get to see it until, like, Ghostbusters when he was uh-huh. in that. And, like, that movie has its issues... Um, with like the, too many cameos and like all that kind of stuff, but he just like was so funny mm-hmm. um, and among a great cast because everyone else in that movie, all the women in that movie are hilarious. Yeah. But it was just he was the surprise. He was yeah. the one where you like I didn't think he was going to be so funny. Mm-hmm. Everyone, all the all the the lead actresses in that, I'm like, yeah, they're great actresses. I expected them to be funny. They're comedians. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Chris Hemsworth, you're like, why are you so funny, dude? When did this happen? Apparently, yeah. he's always been that way. Uh, Lucky us. Yes. Now, Marvel TV time as we get towards the speeding through this news. Marvel movie news. We're talking TV time. Air guitar. <sighs> All right. We're going to revisit this story once again with some more news. The Nef- the Netflix shows leaving Netflix. Uh, are they going to be on Disney Plus? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be on Hulu? Are they going to be anywhere? The saga continues. Yeah. This week, uh, Kevin Mayer, I believe it was Kev- yeah, Kevin Mayer, told the Hollywood Reporter when talking when asked about the Netflix shows, they're very high quality shows. We haven't discussed that, but I would say that's a possibility in in regards to them coming over to Disney Plus. Does this mean anything? Impossible to know. <laughs> it... That's okay. So whenever we get to situations like this, we always have higher ups being like, "Well, it could be, but we don't know. Well, maybe, but we're not sure. Yeah, the possibilities are endless. So really, we don't know anything. And what we do know is that right now, they're no longer gonna move forward in the Netflix world. Yes, Netflix of and there are contracts that prevent disney from immediately doing things with those characters yeah until assumed 2020 yeah um but beyond that who knows disney has enough money that if they really wanted to i'm sure they could buy netflix out there's any (gasps) number of things there's any number of things that could happen yeah I don't mean buy Netflix. I mean like buy the buy them out themselves out of the contract. Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. Um, no, no, no. Not... To like to to just be like, here's here's tons of money. Now we own Daredevil outright again. Mm-hmm. But like, they don't necessarily need to do that. This doesn't add anything. But I figured you guys would want to know that the Disney executives 
who are and apparently mayor is like potentially in line to take over for bob Iger, so he is fairly high up the chain is at least not saying absolutely no way they are open to the possibility so and, there. and now we move on because that's really all there is um agents of shield so the agents of shield minute yeah. Um, hey. I, that's how I have to say it. And it really will only take a minute because the only news is that they wrapped production on the wrapped physical production on season six. And we know that because uh, the VFX core supervisor, Mark Kolpak, tweeted out this image of the rap party. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> he just tweeted out that there's nothing like you can't like dig anything into it. He just like, it's like, hey, we wrapped. Here's a rap party picture. Boop. And. Yeah. So they, they're not done with VFX, uh-huh. so this guy's still working. Yeah. Chloe Bennett also went on Insta Stories, and I think before they started shooting for the last day, they were just handing each other presents and stuff. Oh, nice. In the trailer. That's so adorable. Yeah, I think she was, she might have been wearing a onesie. Chloe Bennett. That adds up. Yeah, yeah. They I follow her on fun. Instagram. That, that adds up. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty fun. Um. Yeah, uh, so uh, the int- the only real like thing that might be might come out of this is they're wrapped five months, six months before their premiere date on yeah. physical production. This is a show that's usually in production as they're airing in the past. So there is a rumor that they've re- they're finished so early, and the pickup for season seven came so early because they're going to get right back into production. Um, so, oh. so, or maybe just that the writer's room is going to immediately assemble huh? Huh. Um, to get going on next season so that they can start filming right away. Like not waiting for the season to air before they start up for season seven. Uh, I mean, well, this was a shorter season. It's a 13 episode so... season. Uh, so yeah, it makes sense that they would wrap earlier, but they, it, and there's a bigger delay because of the, with the wait for Endgame. You know, there's a, there's a ton of different think factors at yeah. work here, but we could see production on season seven, like maybe aimed for a January release, so that mm-hmm. we there's uh, like basically we get a summer and then we a break for the fall and then back up, up with Agents of in January. Would you want that? Would you want it to be like Bam Bam? Uh, well, I think having the fall off would be fine. I mean, we're used to 22 episode seasons. Yeah. On, uh, 22, yeah, 22 episode seasons on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But they've always been, with the last season as a somewhat of an exception, they've usually been very good about dividing those seasons into two parts anyway. So that it feels yeah. like you're getting two seasons because they keep the arcs on lower episodes, which is part of why I love that show is mm-hmm. that they can move through different storylines. Like you can do ghost rider for a little while and then move on and do a, an LMD storyline. Mm-hmm. And you, that way you don't, you're not be like, Oh man, we, how are we going to stretch out this ghost rider story for yeah. 20 episodes when it's only going to take 10 to tell the story? Mm-hmm. You just, you spend 10 episodes yeah. and then you just do a different thing. Agent shield has so many characters. You can spend that time. I'm also curious to see if, if um, you know, we're going to see any kind of effects from the MCU in, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because we've had that before. I I'm hope, just... I mean, I hope so. They're usually good about it. And that that's, uh, makes sense. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. Okay. That's it for the news, guys. Yeah. Which means it's time to talk Spider-Verse. But spoiler-free review first. Mm-hmm. Amy. Yes. I want to. I'm going to let you go first. Yeah. No, without giving away any spoilers. Yeah. For people who haven't seen it, mm-hmm. what did you think of Into the Spider Verse? Um, I'm not saying this is not an overstatement. I would say, in my opinion, but it's one of the best animated films I have ever seen in my entire life. Um, I also really think that it's approachable for people that have never seen any Marvel anything. Um, you can just like jump right into it. I also think it's it's really funny. It is surprisingly you would think it is funny because it's like woohoo, you know, we saw the trailer, but that only gives you a little taste of what it it was gonna be, which it was. Um, and yeah, obviously the animations. What? It's revolutionary. Honestly, I don't think we've ever seen anything like it. I think this will be the start of something completely different from here on out. And I think if people really pay attention, this could you know not just impact Marvel, but it could impact DC and other comics as well. Um, Especially if 
you know, you're someone that's kind of into comics, I think this one is a great film to really, like, submerge yourself into the comic-averse. Yeah. <laughs> Not just the Spider-Verse. <laughs> um, and on, the voice acting is fantastic yeah. from everyone even people like you might not even know are in the film um you know voicing uh certain characters there are spoilers in the casting <laughs> uh-huh. yeah i wouldn't go onto imdb if you don't want to be spoiled um i think part of the charm of watching it for the first time and hearing the voices for the first time is being like wait that person sounds familiar oh my gosh and then it like finally hits you and then you're like what um and yeah i mean you're not gonna see all the characters that you think you're, the trailer didn't give away too much is what I'm trying to say. So there's there's nice little tidbits and gems yeah. when you watch it. And highly, highly recommend for everyone, not just nerds. Everyone. Yeah. The the movie, is, like, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. It's... That's an understatement. It Yeah, that's an understatement. And I was worried going in that it was going to be overhyped because everyone before I'd seen it had like had talked about, oh my God, it's the best Spider-Man movie I've ever yeah. seen. It's just, this, it's the best movie of this year. Like I've... And like so, I was like, okay, let's make. I I don't want it to be over because I've had that before. Yeah. Like where it's like everyone's super excited, and I thought it was like that was good. It wasn't, but this was just uh, like phenomenal from start to finish. Yeah. The, I I literally cannot nitpick it. There are no moments that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I liked everything about it. Um, as a as somebody who who loves Spider Man. And also loves the concept, and also is in love with the concept of multi-universe like storytelling and like different I- ideas of like, oh well, what changes when like one little thing happens, and like how does the universe shift around that? Mm-hmm. This is like a brilliant movie. It uses sci-fi and like and those concepts of of the universe, like uh, the, and the multiverse, in a brilliant in brilliant ways. The story is heartfelt. And really deals with the idea of what it is to be a hero. Mm-hmm. In which, when you get down to it, that's that's the thing is that when you see this movie, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who wrote it, who are like the or the primary like or produced it rather, mm-hmm. um, and were involved in the writing. Um, this is one that like they got to the heart of what Spider Man is, mm-hmm. and they made that movie. Yeah, like this is. If you like Spider-Man, you're going to love this movie because it knows what Spider-Man is. Well, and if you're not as familiar with Spider-Man, like, if you're like, oh, yeah, you know, Tobey Maguire, what? He he was Spider-Man once, right? This will make you feel everything that I think people reading the comics and growing up with the yeah. comics felt. Like, it's like slapping your face like, oh, I get it. And I think that that hits so close to all nerds, honestly, but... Obviously, to Spider-Man nerds, that it's like, holy crap, like, wow, I understand comics. Like, I understand why you guys love reading these things. I understand why you're so fully, you know, into this Spider-Verse and just Marvel Universe. Like, that's what it is. It's, like, the most Spider-Man-y thing you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. Uh, from start to finish. And there's tons of Easter eggs in, in it um, that we'll, we'll talk a little bit about once we move into a, a spoiler-protected territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... It's it's just unabashedly fun, mm-hmm. but it's but I also like was teared up at like at least a couple moments, and I left feeling really good, like yeah, feeling good about like the world, which is tough to do these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, like I want everybody to see this movie. And I want yeah. you all to see it multiple times because it's so good. Um, I thought the depictions of the characters were all really fantastic and varied. Which is really cool. I, mm-hmm. As you can see, I'm a big fan of Spider Gwen. Um, mm-hmm. I have I've got my my Spider Gwen hoodie on uh, that I'm rocking. I also brought in. You, you might have seen it on the desk. Um, I'll hold it up. This is uh, my copy of the first appearance of Spider Gwen, mm-hmm. uh, which was is the first printing because I was just, I remember going to the event at Comic Con when Dan Slott like went on stage and announced. Uh, Spider Verse, the comic event, and I was just like, "That's the coolest thing I've ever seen." And they announced like the, the, the Gwen Stacy Spider Woman idea, yeah. and I immediately was like, "That's I want that." So I went and like made sure there was a copy on hold for me at my at House of Secrets, and so and then now I got the sign by Jason Latour, who who created the 
character and wrote this story. Uh, it's my it's it's one of my favorite books that I that I own. That's why I keep it in a frame. So you sort of like the character. Yes, I, I really like the character. Actually, I'm going to take this sweater off because it's really hot. I'm also wearing a Spider Gwen T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought that they it's not the exact same character. Mm-hmm. And even Jason Latour talked about like they changed her uh, shoes in the movie. Like she wears like chucks in the comics oh, yeah. and then she wears ballet slippers yeah. in the movie um and then but there's but there's reasons for those details the movie the details in this movie are phenomenal because they everything is matters mm-hmm. every little like reference that's hidden in there is there for a reason mm-hmm. and you can tell the care that went into making this movie from every scene mm-hmm. I also, uh, when we had our Marvel DC news crossover on, what day is it? On Tuesday, um, Mike Kalinowski was talking about how when he went to go see it, you know, of course, Marvel fans know to stay all the way until the end. Well, like, a huge chunk, if not the majority of the people in the theater left once the movie was over. The thing was that these are all new fans, guys. They didn't know. Which, honestly, like, if you know your friend's going, right? And seeing a Marvel movie for the first time, and they've never, you know, seen one, tell them like, "Hey, stay the whole way yeah, through." I w- I'm not. We're not going to react to it right now. No. But last thing before we go into spoiler territory, do not leave the theater until it is completely over. Mm-hmm. You'll know. You'll know. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> but isn't that cool? It's like all of these new fans. It reminds me of like. When people are going and watching Black Panther, like it's one of those movies that you're like, "What's going to change things?" Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you're right that when you when you say like the animation is un- it's so unique, Sony is apparently trying to patent some of the things that went into making it. Um, it looks like a comic book in mm-hmm. motion, and not like the crappy like iTunes ones where they just like moved still images around. This is like fluid and moving but uses like the pop art sort of like stylings to make it make a comic book come to life Mm -hmm. like even like little bubbles to pop up when there's like sometimes when characters are talking but it doesn't feel like a or like splitting it into frames so that you can see all these pieces just like a comic book would and they've tried that before like ang lee's hulk tried that and failed it did not feel good it felt weird but this movie pulls it off mm-hmm. in a way that it's just it's so unique and so good that I could talk about it all day and yeah. I'm going to continue to talk about it but because I can only contain myself for so long and I don't want to ruin any part of this movie for you guys Anthony let's change these lights in here to red or pink or whichever Ooh. pink works too we can do too pink uh <laughs> get some spider going coloring on the walls <laughs> This is your warning, guys. Spoilers. Yeah. We are going to talk about the spoilers for Into the Spider-Verse. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Exactly. Um, So... Before we do that, thank you guys if you're for joining us. If you're going to have to turn tune out right now, uh, we've covered all the news for this yeah. week, mm-hmm. so you can just you can turn turn you can pause the podcast, go see into the Spider Verse right now. Stop what you're doing, just go drive to the theater, see it, and then you can hit play on the way home from mm-hmm. the theater. When you do uh, have plenty of time to see it, because we won't be back like you said till yeah. later in January, or, so. or you could pick this up whenever. But I'm just saying, go see Into the Spider-Verse now. Um, But we will be back in, uh, so three weeks from today, after New Year's and Mm -hmm. Christmas, and and just like, so that we're all in the same place, we'll be back in three weeks to talk more Into the Spider-Verse and whatever news comes out between now and then. Not to mention Runaway Season 2, which drops tomorrow, Mm -hmm. or tonight, I guess, if you you don't work past midnight, like some people, me. Mm -hmm. Um... You can watch Runaways, and we'll talk about at least some of it next time. Maybe uh, our old pal Doom will uh, fill us in. He's a different person. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, But, yeah, so have a great break. Uh, And now, spoilers are going to happen. Yeah, told everyone in the chat already, we're going into full spoilers now. Warning. Okay. Oh, my God. Right? (laughs) Um. There's so many little things in this movie. Like the so the the first thing I want to talk about, I want to talk about just the like the theme that really hit home for me is that idea of everyone can be a hero. Mm-hmm. 
which they talk about. You have the Stan Lee quote about it. Uh. Like, that, like, it was it was both heartbreaking and beautiful. And it was just... Um, but what I love stepping back from the movie after I saw it, because we'll, we could go through all these moments, and there's so many great moments. Mm-hmm. But first, the theme of... When you look at the cast, and, like, the, not just not the, the actor cast, but, like, you look at the the different spiders that they brought in and then, and then you go step back into that thought of everyone can be a hero. You have Peter Parker, the perfect Peter Parker, which oh. was the fact that that was Chris Pine was. Did you a wonderful, know that? No, well, okay, I didn't know yeah. until after when the credits rolled, I was like, I couldn't put my finger on the voice. It was like, yeah. it sounds familiar, but it's clearly not, uh, it's not uh, Jack, um, John, Jack, no, not Jack. Jake Johnson. J- Jake Johnson. Banana Stop pancakes. having similar <laughs> names, guys. Jake Johnson. It's clearly not him, so I was trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um. That was great casting, but then so you have like the like the super hunky guy whose life is perfect. That version of Peter Parker, which yeah. does not feel like Peter Parker in, in all honesty. Then you have what feels like our Peter Parker, whose life is a mess. He's oh. got a gut. I can sympathize with the gut. Jake um, Johnson. But so you have you have the standard Peter Parkers. And then you have Miles, like mm-hmm. the the young kid who who he who feels different. He's smart, but he like sees how that affects and changes his life. Like he's not popular in his school. He's an outcast. Obviously, he's he's both African American and Hispanic. He's yeah. Like so, it, just that is like representation right there. And that's just the first two versions of Spider Man. Then you have a a young Japanese girl, Penny Parker. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, you have a a a young woman, Gwen Stacy, mm-hmm. like who is who talks about like feeling uh, who doesn't have friends because of what what her life has become. Uh, you ha- and then you you have Spider Man Noir. Oh my gosh! <laughs> with played by Nick Cage, who's just the weird like the weird serious dude who came along and Spider Ham. Spire him like the joyous like so you have a dark dramatic character and then a light silly jumping around completely different different species than everyone else <laughs> do uh, animals talk in this universe because i don't want to freak them out play yeah. but john mulaney perfect casting um but my my point of going running through that list those are all different types of people both emotionally and from a pure like from a purely like physical and type of person and age like they're all different and that's just like everyone can be Mm spider-man if you put on the mask like we can all be a hero and there's something so elevating about that idea and i don't just use the words elevate because it's the name of the song a song on the soundtrack for this movie Mm -hmm. however it is a good reference Mm -hmm. for me to pull off um it brings the whole thing home in a way that's just like everyone can connect to one of those characters. That and also like they touch on, you know, obviously they all have lost someone and they all are there for him when he loses his uncle, when Miles loses his uncle. And so they all say, you know, like the thing is that you got to get back up. And it's like, gosh, darn it. That's so freaking inspirational. Like, yes, we've heard that before. But for it to come from all of these like Spider-verse characters. Like, all of these people are Spider-Man. Yeah. So, for all of them to be there for him, and, you know, the fact that, like we said earlier, like, this really feels, like, so Spider-Man-y that you're like, wow, like, I really understand. Like, this is the most Spider-Man-y thing you will ever, what we've ever felt so far. And it's so inspirational. And the fact that it looks so beautiful, I feel like you feel like you're in the comic with them. So you're like, yeah, I am Spider-Man. And of course, like, you know, when Miles finally, like, really understands how to be Spider-Man and it finally, like, hits him after talking, well, not really talking to his dad because he's not talking to his dad. His dad's talking and he's just, like, kind of there. When he's finally able to be Spider-Man and he's letting go of that fear and saying, you know, well, what did he say? Um, It's like a leap of faith. It really is. And like, that's life. And for all of these themes to really be so normal, like this is what we all go through. We all lose people. We all feel like, well, I can't do it. Like I'm scared. You just do it. And then you just take a leap of faith and you really can't be anything you want to be. Guys, I I honestly, the leap of faith thing like hits so home for me. Yeah. Like, 
like with I don't, I'm not going to go into details. Like 2018 has been a year for yeah. me on a personal level. Like a lot of changes this year, and that can make it really scary. And I think a lot of people can relate to like you have you have times where like everything seems to go wrong, mm-hmm. but and it makes it scary to jump out into something new or to just get outside of your comfort zone like you you want that comfort when you're when stuff's not going right mm-hmm. but sometimes you just have to be like no i'm gonna do the thing yeah i'm gonna do the weird thing that like i've wanted to do or like that like is is scaring me like this fact that it's scaring me maybe that's the good thing maybe i need to do that yeah and like I literally left the theater, especially the second time that I saw it. The first time, I think I was just so filled with nerd excitement <gasps> that like that was the yeah. primary thing. But the second time, that the, those themes really hit me, and it was the middle of the night. But I was just like, I was so giddy. I took like a two mile walk detour because I just was like, yeah, I'm gonna go. I like go went climbed up on a rock wall. <laughs> felt like spider-man it was, oh, yeah. it was so dumb but like i was excited like it genuinely like made me feel better mm-hmm. all right let's talk about some of the nerdiest moments in this movie because okay. it's so deeply layered the like origin stories <gasps> for the last time no really for the last time that was the perfect setup too because you had that when they did it i thought it was just a joke about like all right we've told this origin story yeah. enough times but then the fact they kept doing it because mm-hmm. i think once you get to the end the end you do seven times yeah um did they actually did they do one for for miguel i'm now no in- I guess they didn't. I'm now I'm blanking up. No, th- I don't think they did. They didn't. No, Miles was the last one. That was oh god, that last end credit sequence broke. Yeah. Uh, that like if I wasn't already like a nerdy mess by the end of that movie, the the fact that they just surprise cast that. And in case you guys didn't know, that was Oscar Isaac. Yeah, in we're talking about the the uh, tail credit sequence where. Uh, Spider-Man 2099 pops up and then drops into the uh, Spider-Man 20 like 1967 cartoon with a pointing meme that you've seen tons of times. I love that so much. Uh, but it's Oscar Isaac. Like they yeah. got Poe Dameron. Disney just made a call. Um, mm-hmm. like and like you. and the, the fact that he's so um, some deeper lore here. Those that bracelet that he's put on that he puts on in that that scene. Um, is perfectly in line with the Spider-Verse uh, comics. Because mm-hmm. what they need to... The, the Spider-Verse comics don't have this super collider causing the whole... It's not the same setup for the, the how they all wind up together. Uh, but the it, there's still, like, breaking of quantum physics with, like, stuff like that. But it's not, a, it's cool. not a kingpin conspiracy theory. Oh, but they do develop yes. these bracelets... Oh, that let you travel the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and they look very much like the one that Miguel was wearing. And it lets you slip through. Um, the glitches is something unique to this to this movie, but like it lets you travel between universes. So like that was a perfect, like, oh, we're going to use the comics and we're going to use these bracelets and now set up mm-hmm. that the... We, we're doing two more, you guys, which we've already talked about on this show. Yeah. But they can travel without glitching everybody. So we'll be able to do that like go like through the that. multiverse without we we it was useful it put a, a a danger clock on them being in this universe yeah the stakes are super high yeah they were yeah. all gonna die yeah also i love that aunt may knows in this like she she she's so freaking cool like when they go down to the like the special yeah like secret spider hideout. cave yeah like that was really cool I really oh my God. and all of the costumes. All the costumes, uh, like the the what I assume is a Doctor Strange cape. Right? It looks like doc it looks like a, a cloak of levitation to me. Yeah. Um the spider buggy being in there, I think it was there was like me and and like two other people in yeah. my theater who are audibly cackling when the spider buggy flies by the screen. Uh and nobody else knew why we why these people were laughing. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. Um did you catch that the, uh, of course, Sony had to throw this in there. The uh, PlayStation yes. Spider-Man costume yes. is one of those. Yeah. Um, I, I saw that. Yeah. People in the chat as well. I also, um, the fact that, like, 
it was just so different and so fun and like I said earlier, you know, with the trailer, you didn't get to see everything. And it was so surprising. It was just <sighs> okay. It's gorgeous. We we've yelled very excitedly, mm-hmm. but we do have to wrap up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to go deal with a, a, a work like thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the studio has like other things. Aunt Anthony, I know. Like you can't really. Sh- can you send us into the quantum realm so that we have more time to talk about Spider Verse? Um, let me let me try. Yeah, it's not working. Uh, oh. Quantum field that. generators are not working this week, guys. I'm sorry. It's out of juice. Um, but so, Amy, as we wrap out, um, any last things that just like stood out to you that you absolutely loved? And reminder, we're going to be talking about Spider-Verse again because I'll have seen it three more times by the time we t- host the next show. Mm-hmm. Thank you, AMC A-List. Anything that you want to just like get out? Yeah, well, um, the music, the soundtrack, if you haven't Ooh. already gotten it, Go ahead, listen to it. Um, there's, yeah, film reporter, um, uh, film music reporter on Twitter tweeted out that there's a new soundtrack EP that's going to be released from um, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse Christmas album performed by Chris Pine, Shamik Moore, and Jake Johnson. So, yeah, lots of stuff. So, film music reporter on Twitter. Go ahead and find them. You'll oh, my heart. To I'm it. so it's excited. Fantastic. It's, I'm so excited. It's really like it's just everything, you know. The Movies, Into the Spider Verse um, album is on the stream, all the streaming platforms too. So Spotify, if you have Amazon yeah. Music, Spotify, you can just listen to it. Yeah. If you're already paying for those services, mm-hmm. um, I just I couldn't get over how well they captured all of the characters um, at the end of the day, and I think I Jake Johnson pulled off an amazing Peter Parker. Like I want to root for him, mm-hmm. and. This is like this, and just the the writing and the little references. There's one little reference that I absolutely loved. That there's, I'm a huge fan of Clone High, which is Phil Lord and Chris Miller's MTV show from way way back in the day, produced by Bill Lawrence. There's like two frames when Gwen is flying around Times Square, where you can see a poster for Clone College in the background. Clone High only lasted one season, still in my top ten shows of all time. But I want to shout out that one. Eat a little Easter egg because as a Clone High fan and a Spider Man fan, <laughs> they crash them together. It's great. Oh, deep breaths. All right, guys, we will be back with more into the Spider Verse talk and the hottest Marvel news in three weeks after mm-hmm. the holidays. I hope you all have an amazing break. Listen to them Spidey Bells for us. Uh, we'll be tweeting about that stuff, I'm sure, mm-hmm. over the break. Let us know on Twitter on uh on in the youtube comments in our itunes reviews all those places what you thought of spider-verse what you're hoping to see in the spider-verse sequels all of these things tweet us at marvel news ptn tweet me zach wilson on twitter at that zach wilson t-h-a-t-z-a-c-h-w-i-l-s-o-n amy where can people find you you guys can find me on all social media at amy cassandra mtz and yes we won't be here but still talk with us chat with us happy holidays Thank you guys so much for watching us. You guys are the best. Yes. Okay. This has been the Marvel Movie News. I'm just going to rock out. Oh, nice. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> totally not singing with it. From the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.